This is the Heartland Daily Podcast. And we're live. Welcome to a special segment of Justin and Donald Save America. We're going to be talking about uh, something that we've been, I don't know if if it would be fair to say that we've been speculating on, uh, but regardless, it is coming. And that is personal ESG social credit scores coming to a, I don't know, bank account near you. We're going to be talking <laughs> about that on this special segment. But before we do, I have to say what I always say, which is to encourage you to Help us get our content, our message of stopping socialism out there uh, as much as possible. You could do that cost-free just by hitting the like button, leaving a comment, sharing this content, being a subscriber, all things that kind of help us break through these big tech algorithms that prevent content like this from reaching more eyeballs. So, uh, Justin, this is something you sprung on me just literally five minutes ago. It's like, all right, yep, let's do a video on this. Um any any context before we pull it up or or should we just jump right in yeah i mean i i guess the context is um you know for people who don't know anything about esg scores you should go back and look at the videos that we've done on esg in the past but essentially it's a social credit system uh similar to what they're doing in china but it's mainly used for businesses and one of the things that we've been concerned about is that the ESG system which we know is already being applied to individual investment accounts at mm-hmm. places like um Bank of America and others although it's Bank of America's subsidiary Merrill Lynch is Merrill the Lynch, subsidiary yeah. yeah um and we know that they're doing this with other uh, similar organizations businesses like Merrill Lynch we know individuals are getting in uh, these scores. They're not asking for them. They're just being given these scores. Um, and so we know that the per- the concept of a personal ESG score, a personal social credit score, we have long believed that that is something that is going to develop. But there aren't a whole lot of people out there who support ESG saying, you know what we need? We need to apply this to individuals because yeah. it freaks people out when they find out that they're being given a social credit score based on their behavior or where they work or potentially what they say or who they vote for or whatever, that whole concept freaks people out. And so they kind of have, they kind of stay away from it usually, but we believe in order for them to actually transform society the way they keep promising they're going to, eventually they're going to have to do it. That's, yeah, when we, when we heard about the social credit scores coming out of China, I don't know, a couple of years ago, uh, yeah. you know, we thought like, wow, that's a bad thing. <laughs> you know, so in China, <laughs> they're using the social credit scores, depending on what you say in public, laws that you might break, websites that you're not supposed to go on to, uh, things that you might have been found on your phone, et cetera, et cetera. They generate a social credit score that allows you or disallows you from certain privileges in the the Chinese society. That's the concept of the Chinese social credit score. When we started reading into the Great Reset and ESG, it was like, oh, wow. ESG is essentially just a social credit score for businesses that based on uh, um, different environmental metrics or social metrics or governance metrics, it could be be something as important as like not – polluting plastic and rivers and stuff to other things. It's like 
the 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 ratio of uh you know asians to hispanics in your boardroom stuff like that all taken into account that generates a score for these businesses that could affect um the the the, the rates that they get on loans or whether or not they have access to certain government monies a whole host of different stuff again we get into that super deep in some of our videos specifically about the great reset and as Justin was saying, we've kind of speculated that this was going to drip down onto a personal level, but uh, it was more speculation than anything for a, a period of time for us. Yeah. But then you found this article. So should we pull this up? <laughs> I think we definitely should pull it up. You got it. You can pull it. Okay. Yeah. So this is just kind of set the context of what this is in case people don't know. Um, and it, and this really more than anything else is proof of how big of a nerd I am because I was going to say, who's, who who's sent reading the blog? Of, <laughs> the no one sent me this. I found this on my own. This is what I do at five o'clock in the morning when right. I'm, you know, at, no one's sleeping. awake and yeah. I should be sleeping. This is what I do. I'm reading the blog of FICO. Uh, so what is, what is FICO? FICO is the, uh, leading credit score agency for personal credit scores. So you know how I'm, I'm, if you're listening to this video, you've probably heard of this concept, seen commercials at the very least. You probably you may even know what your credit score is, right? It's a number. It's usually, you know, say 600 or 700 or 750 or whatever. It's based on your uh, your payment history, the amount of debt you've had and paid off credit cards, you know, all sorts of things like that. In it's just a financial case, it's score. 350. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever the lowest one is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's the idea behind FICO, right? FICO are the people who provide you with that score. So you might go to a credit agency and get your credit history from like, um, say Equifax or something like that. Right. But you're going to, they're going to give you a lot of these places will give you a FICO credit score. All right. So this article that we've got pulled up here is from a FICO analyst and it's, it was published in December of 2021. So just a couple of months ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And it says you're really about three months ago. It says uh, it's lending predictions, 2022 uh, from BNPL to ESG and more. So the idea of this is this analyst is uh, saying, here's what I think is going to happen in the near future on these various topics. Looking for future trends, looking for future trends in the credit industry. All right. Now, these are not corporate credit scores. We already know that ESG and social credit scoring, that's already being done for corporations when they buy bonds. Uh, their bond ratings are affected by that. We already know that governments are being provided with social credit scores. We already know that that's, that kind of stuff is already happening. Investors are already being given these scores. So this is about individuals, right? So uh, scroll down to um, point number four, prediction number four, by this analyst, Doug Craddock. And in it? this no. section, uh, yes, I can see it. So in the section, uh, number four is the ESG agenda will drive the search for cleaner decisions. All right. So in this section, he talks about how um, ESG is going to be, um, uh, has been a huge part of what's been going on, how it's going to continue being a huge part of, 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 um, you know, what's been happening with businesses. But then he also says that, um, this is probably going to expand to other areas, not just for credit decisions related to businesses. He says in financial institutions, much of the ESG agenda is delivered at the corporate level. 
But in 2022, we expect to see an increased focus on bringing ESG data into more granular lending and investment decisions. Now, what does that statement mean? Well, he's saying at the corporate level, this is what we've been seeing. But in 2022, we think we're going to see ESG data into more granular lending and investment decisions. So that means not corporate level, right? Mm -hmm. That means more than corporate level. Well, who is that? All right. So that's should be a tip off that we're headed for something really scary. This will require increased innovation in the use of alternative data across all kinds of lending, all kinds of lending. One example would be the inclusion of property energy ratings data in mortgage valuation and decisioning. Okay. I know this stuff is really boring, but think about what he's saying here in property energy ratings data in mortgage valuation and decisioning. What does that mean? That means that they're going to look at how efficient, how energy efficient a home is when determining whether they're going to, how they're going to value the mortgage and whether they're going to offer you a mortgage if you're trying to buy a home and what kinds of things they might make you do to the home in order to get that approval for a mortgage. Uh, that's that is individuals who are getting mortgages. These are not big gigantic corporations that go out and get a mortgage. That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, right. It's individuals getting mortgages. So they're talking right there about ESG scores impacting an ability to get a home here. Uh, and then it says at the end of that statement and CO2 emissions data for small businesses. So they're saying small businesses who uh, they go through a similar process that individuals do when they go get loans. Um, mom and pop shops or something. That's how they get loans. Very similar kind of process. Their CO2 emissions data is going to play a role in that. Well, that means they have to have CO2 emissions data in order to be able to report that, number one. And number two, we now know that's going to be used against them as well. So that in and of itself should freak you out. Now, I know you bought a home not that long ago uh, at a really opportune time, actually, right Correct. before everything went insane. <laughs> so <laughs> right. you bought it right at, you bought it right at the right time. So, I mean, when you go through the mortgage process, right, uh -huh. there's a point in time where they, they do what? They look at all your financial data. They look at the home. They make sure that the home is a good investment from their perspective, because if you don't pay the mortgage, they take your home, right? Sure. So if the home is falling apart, then they're not going to give you as much money. Am I getting that right? That's yeah, how yeah, that right. whole process works. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I know that this happens with insurance too, because when you go to get a mortgage, you have to tell them, oh yeah, this insurance company over here, they're going to provide me with home insurance. Right. Now, why, did, why does the mortgage company care about that? Because if the home burns down or something happens to the home, they want to make sure someone's going to be able to pay them their money still. There's still going to be an asset there that uh, they can rely on if, if everything goes to hell. So. That is a huge part of all of this. This is going to affect individuals. So then the last part of this is also important. Um, he says here uh, in the last paragraph in this section that uh, over the longer term, we expect, now keep in mind, who's we? We mm -hmm. is FICO, right? Sure. He works for FICO. This is published on FICO's website. We expect that ESG and climate risk evaluations will become an integral element of credit risk and affordability assessments. And banks and financial institutions will increasingly seek to help consumers and businesses. So consumers, that's you. That's an individual. 
to improve their carbon footprint. So they're going to help you. This is to help you improve your carbon footprint. That's right. Through what? Through the provision of education and insights. They're going to talk to you about it and yeah. convince you and explain to you this right. is important. And incentives. They bury that one. They bury that one. <laughs> education, insights, yeah, and incentives. And incentives. <laughs> education, insights, and incentives. And that's <laughs> that's what does that mean? What that means is exactly the stuff we've been warning about all along. Yeah. That they're going to use ESG to impact you as an individual person. Yeah. What, this is the, so important for people to understand. What's the flip side of incentives? Punishments. Punishments. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the absence of an incentive? That, when you're talking about finances, is a punishment right. in and of itself, right? right? It's a lost opportunity. So the idea that this isn't going to happen to individuals. This is just a big corporation problem. This isn't about you, the individual. That is not true. Here, they are telling you, the people, this isn't some crackpot on some blog somewhere or some forum saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, you just wait. These credit score people are going to be coming for you. You don't, you know, this is not what's happening. Yeah. These are the credit score people right. saying, we think this is about to come yeah, it's your probably way gonna... pretty soon. <laughs> it's a prediction. They're the ones making the decisions. What's a prediction? That That's not a guess. Right. That's them warning you, hey, this is what's going to happen in the industry. And it's going to happen really soon. Keep in mind too, what is the title of this article? This is predictions for what? For 10 years into the future, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. Nope. This is for 2022. Right. It's a prediction for this year. Yeah. So yeah. important for people to keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. And, uh, you know, for people that, that are, they're hearing this and are not as aware of what the great reset is. Uh, there's an excellent book that has come out recently that is called the great reset is co-authored by this gentleman right above me, Justin Haskins. Uh, or you could just check out, our other videos on this channel, stopping socialism TV and, and really get to the bottom of it. And, uh, you know, if, if you're not worried about any of this stuff, check out those videos, read that book and you'll, you'll understand the full scope of all of this. You'll and I will right. say that, uh, we just recorded a video talking about the progress that we're making on a state level for anti ESG legislation. And this, what we're seeing here just highlights the importance of that work, you know, yes. like this, this, this is the stuff that will affect you. So yeah, yeah check out all of that other content on our page. This is, this might be the most important thing going on uh, in the United States. Yeah. And we're trying to keep our fingers squarely on the pulse of it. And, and just to kind of piggyback on that point about, you know, the anti ESG bills, the anti-ESG bills we talk about in another video that's being considered by these states all across the country, the num one of the maybe the number one argument that banks, because lots of bank lobbyists are fighting against them, right? They say that they're not going to use them, but then they fight against them tooth and nail, <laughs> right? Yeah. Why I don't why I don't I don't know? Why are they sending at least five bank lobbyists to a hearing? in i in uh wyoming with 24 hours of notice if they don't plan on doing anything with this that should be a tip-off but then their number one argument is we're not going to do this we're not going to do this this is just a big corporation thing we're not doing this to regular people so you have nothing to worry about right but here they are the same industry same people they're all in us on this together saying actually this is probably going to happen really soon and notice right. he doesn't just say that we are going to do this as the credit agency because we want to do it. 
all of this is banks. Right. They're saying banks and financial institutions and there they want to do it. So where is he getting? Is he just making this up? Is he lying? Is that what bank lobbyists would have us believe? Or is this guy telling us the truth? The guy who works at the credit agency that is he telling us the truth or is the bank lobbyist at the political hearing trying right. to kill the bill telling us the truth? <laughs> right. I, I, you know, I don't know, but I'm, I have a strong inclination that uh, Doug Craddock here for FICO is being a little bit more honest than the bank lobbyists at the hearings that we're seeing. Just, just like so much stuff kind of going on in the world right now, it's like this, the speed at which this is occurring is staggering. When Justin and I started doing this work on the Great Reset almost two years ago, uh, we were talking about it, it was all theoretical. Like even the yeah. stuff about like uh, just ESG generally at the at that corporate level. Like we thought it was it was happening, but we thought like the way that it was going to be used and all of this to kind of push forward this great reset agenda and all of that was was theoretical. And then as we started to do more and more research into it, we realized no, the infrastructure has been built. It's been being built for years and years, and it's finally just happening. And again, this I, I mentioned this earlier in the segment here. It's just like we speculated that something like this could be coming down the pike, and here it is. So is. Uh, if you want to stay on the cutting edge of all of this stuff that, like I said, I think is the most important stuff going on in the world, make sure you subscribe to this channel, Stopping Socialism TV. Make sure to check out every episode of Justin and Donald Save America. We'll be talking about this stuff and just as important stuff as well. Moving forward, you can also go to StoppingSocialism.com for great content. We share most, if not all, of our content across social media, whether it's Facebook, uh, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Getter, I don't know, anything. If you look hard enough, you'll find our stuff until they stop allowing us to do it. Justin, is there any final words or anything you want to get off your chest on this topic? Nope. I think I've said enough. All right. Fantastic. Thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next time.